Hello, I am Bob Bostock. You are listening to Discover DEP, the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection's official podcast. Each week, we will provide you with timely information about how DEP protects and preserves New Jersey's air, water, land, and natural and historic resources. Please feel free to add this podcast to your iTunes or RSS feed. You can also follow DEP on the web at nj.gov DEP. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Bob Bostock, and welcome to another edition of Discover DEP. I want to remind you that you can subscribe to future editions of Discover DEP through iTunes and Google Play. Today we're joined by Kathy Giordano, who's the coordinator for the Watershed Ambassador Program here at DEP. The Watershed Ambassador Program is now in its 16th year, and it's run through AmeriCorps. It promotes watershed stewardship through education and direct community involvement, and monitors stream health through performing visual and biological assessments. Each year, a new group of 20 watershed ambassadors engage with community members, channeling awareness into action. This is an exciting program that gets young people particularly involved in promoting the health of our waters here in New Jersey, and we're so glad to have Kathy Giordano with us today. Thanks for joining us, Kathy. Thank you. I'm very glad to have the opportunity to be here to talk about the program well, let's start off by telling us what is the Watershed Ambassador Program. Okay, well, I'm going to backtrack and say we're going into our 17th year. Oh, okay. So we have 16-year history. First of all, it's an AmeriCorps program, and so for people to understand, that's national, that's nationwide, and that it addresses all different needs in the nation. It's actually known as the Domestic Peace Corps. So they have nonprofits, a private public partnership. So you're partnering with the the government and getting grant money to do things like enhancing education or going into urban areas and economic development, things like that. So our program is a environmental stewardship program. So that's what we're all about. Obviously, we're in the DEP. And we are looking to raise awareness. That's that's the primary goal of the program. But it's not just to go out and get people more educated. It's to pull them in and involve them directly. That is the, the real goal of the program. So it's community-based. It's, you know, not one-on-one, but the ambassador is, is serving a, a distinct community, and they're getting them involved directly in improving the water quality. I once heard watersheds described as communities connected by water, which I thought was a pretty good definition. Uh, Tell us a little bit about kind of what is a watershed and what exactly are the watershed ambassadors uh, trying to convey to the public? What specific things are they trying to make people more aware of? Well, they are very well trained to be able to address a lot of different variety of audiences. But to bring it down to a very basic level, even though no one can see it, if you can imagine like putting your two hands together as if you're going to, you know, be receiving water, someone's going to be pouring water into your hands, and the water actually flowing towards the center into the one point. So that's the most basic definition. And they use that when they go into classrooms. They'll tell the kids, put your hands together. That's a watershed, all the land that's being drained into a common point. And so specifically what they want to emphasize is that not only is that the way it works, but that all the land and all the things that people do on that land affect it. So you can have a direct impact on the water quality by your your behavior. That's the message they want to get across. So what are some of the things that people do, like in their yards or in their driveways or in the street, that uh, pose a threat to the health of our water quality? 
People can over-fertilize, not pick up after their pets, just even common litter. When, when the ambassadors will schedule and do a litter cleanup and they collect just tons and bags of litter, that all adds up. Even one piece of paper, it's adding to the phosphorus that's getting into the, the streams. So there's just a multitude of behaviors that people can change. And they need the first step, obviously, is to be made aware of what it is that they're doing. Who do we find applying to become watershed ambassadors? I think ideally, and, and, and though it changes, I think the economy has an effect on who applies, but they are college graduates. You, you do have to have a degree to apply to the program. Do you have to have a specific degree? No, you don't. We, we do have a lot of applicants that are in the science field or in the environmental field, but we've had English majors that wanted to do a change of career or people that honestly, just because of the, a down in the economy, that this was something to get more experience and, and keep and be giving back while they were job hunting. And along the way, they really came to love what they were doing and invested more time in getting more educated about either water quality or the environment in general. So no, you do not have to have specific training because there's a lot of resources invested in training the watershed ambassadors. So the watershed ambassadors get paid? They get a, a cost of living or a stipend. It, it's gone up in the past few years. It's on the order. I don't have the exact number. It's 12300 something for the whole period of time or term of service, which runs from September through mid-July. So they're going to be getting a paycheck, but they are not employees. They're not. It's not a job. We emphasize that. It's a term of service. So they're just getting reimbursed for cost of living, basically. And that's covered by the AmeriCorps program? The AmeriCorps program, yes. Uh, AmeriCorps programs are, again, a partnership with nonprofits, universities, government agencies, uh, religious affiliations that can they can sponsor an AmeriCorps program. So they're matching the funds, their half resources with the AmeriCorps funding, which actually I just got an email this year. There's over $400 million in AmeriCorps funding that's going to be going out for grant for different programs, so some program of which include, you'd be familiar with Habitat for Humanity, Teach for America. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of programs out there that are funded through AmeriCorps. So the program really has a very broad base of support. It's not just tax dollars. It's nonprofits and other organizations that contribute to it because they support the work that is going on. Right. It's that's making great. that money go further. You have about 20 watershed ambassadors every year. How many people apply for the position? It's different every year. We're still, and I'll make my plug now, we're still in the process of recruiting for next year's the 2016-2017 term. So people should definitely go to our website. You can go to our DEP website, or there's a Facebook page that has a lot of pictures and give you a very good idea of exactly what watershed ambassadors are doing. On the order of 100 applications per year, out of state, including New Jersey residents that are applying, and the, the number 20 comes specifically because New Jersey has 20 watershed management areas, major watershed management areas. So each ambassador, although the DEP is administering the program from Trenton, they are going to sit or be housed in a host agency in one of the watershed management areas in New Jersey. And that's how they're selected by residents, how close they are to that host agency. So that's part of the criteria is how close they are to the host agency? Not a criteria, but it's consideration sure. that we don't want them traveling. We want them to spend, them time, spend their time doing good things, not traveling back and forth to a host agency. So what other things do you look for when you make your selection of 20 people from a pool of about 100? Well, obviously we want the very best. We want people that are very motivated and have a desire to serve. That's very important. You don't necessarily, again, have to be fully trained or have great knowledge of 
macroinvertebrates, although that some people are following their career path and, and are already in that direction. But we, we want people that are genuinely interested in serving their community and engaging others. They're very, it's a very enthusiastic group. I, I'm telling you, I start my every day with a picture of the group right in front of my computer and that keeps me energized through the term and I've seen it firsthand that anyone that comes into contact with them, it's, it's contagious. They're, they're enthusiastic and they, they're very resourceful. They're, they know how to get things done. They really do. Very so they proud of them. Sound like a great group of young people. What sort of training do they get at the beginning of the program? Well, in the very beginning, we have two four-day periods of orientation. So they're going to be going soon overnight to Stoke State Forest. They'll be there for four days, and we pretty much start at 9 in the morning. We don't quit till 9 at night, and they're going to be out in the stream learning the DEP protocol, how to collect the, the macros and do both visual and biological stream assessments. They're going to get a lot of training on their trademark Enviroscape. It's this big old suitcase with this 3D model where it's an interactive tool they use with kids. They can use chocolate sprinkles and pretend that's a pollutant and spray it with water and see where it goes. So they're going to get trained on how to use that, how to work with different age groups. So a lot of training on that. We're going to help them organize themselves so they can do partnership projects. They want to not just engage the community residents or the students. They want to go to a local business and get them involved as well. So we're going to get them the courage and the confidence to be able to approach everyone in the community and pull them all in. So once they're trained and they're uh, set out into the field, what's their average day like or their average week like? I don't think there's any average, but there, there are three distinct areas of activities that they would be involved in. So they're doing presentations, which means they, and they have to do 50 of them at a minimal. So they're going into classrooms. That's the, probably the most, the bulk of the kind of presentations, but that also includes tabling at festivals or going to different Earth Day events. That's a busy time for them in the spring. So that's their presentations. And then there's the assessment portion where, again, they're trained on DEP protocol and they're collecting, they're actually collecting data for the department to supplement the data that we already collect through the Division of Water Monitoring and Standards. And that's another big chunk of their time. They're doing these assessments. And the, the last big portion of that type of activities that the ambassadors are involved in are doing partnership projects. And that's a whole range and it's, it's really up to them. They're independently going to plan and spearhead these projects working with their local communities and local governments. And they could probably on the grander side is to do a rain garden at a school as, as an example that they would involve the environmental club. They'll involve their public works department to come and help dig it out. They'll involve the local business to come and provide the coffee. So it's really an all, all hands on deck kind of thing. And that's, that's the best thing when they can get everyone involved. And then on more of a simple kind of project would be a trash cleanup. And I'm not really one for statistics, but I did just complete a report, and it is pretty overwhelming to hear collectively what 20 people did in that short of a time. They collected over six tons of materials in their cleanup activities. In their presentation, they reached over 18,000 individuals. They accrued 13,000 volunteer hours. They helped restore over 80 acres of parkland and open space. And they were able to get 275 rain barrels to residents to use as a water conservation method to save water and to help prevent it to go directly down the storm drains and it carries pollutants with it. So it, it has been a very busy year. So all that is just one year, just the past year? Just not, not even a year. It's from September through, September through, through July. July. Mid-July, wow. so yes. 
So 10 months, I guess, about. Wow, that's pretty impressive. I, I think so. Yeah, I, I do. Impressive. How else do they interact with DEP? You mentioned they collect data that our scientists use to help evaluate the health of streams. Do they have other interaction? How are they supervised? Do you have meetings every once in a while? Or? We meet every month, and that's another... I think we use every spare moment, no matter if they're doing things individually at their host agency or in their watershed community, or when we have meetings and we confer about what's going on amongst themselves. We also use that as an opportunity to train and find out about other areas of New Jersey. We rotate around the whole state and have our meetings. As far as the department goes, I think uh, by reputation and other programs knowing what we're able to accomplish, they know that they can call on ambassadors, again, not to replace staff, but to supplement, to be part of, a, of an initiative or a kickoff. For example, the, the probably the well, most well-known is the Barnegat Bay Blitz, where the ambassadors take on a team leader role. Don't Waste Our Open Space, where they had a legal dumping initiative by the commissioner, and they had the ambassadors do a week-long cleanup at, at all the state parks at the same time to really draw attention to that initiative. So, I, again, I think that the department knows what a good resource they are, and they and they have been making use of them. And on the ambassador's side, I feel like it, it keeps the program fresh, and it gives them relevant experience that they can use in their career when they go forward. So have you tracked any of the uh, previous ambassador classes that have uh, completed the program to see where they've gone? They are all over the place, and I and I say that in, in a good way. It's nice to have that circle of professionals that you know you've seen from the beginning, and we, we actually are coming up since we're going on our 17th year. 20 years is not far off, and we really would like to find out exactly where the I don't want to say old-timers, but those initial watershed ambassadors. I could tell you one right off the bat. He runs one of our host agencies, Nathaniel Sajak. He's the director of their watershed management program at the MUA. So it goes that far back, and, and it is successful. Um, this year, we've had a lot of our ambassadors interview for positions here at the DEP, and some of them have joined nonprofits. We are a resource. We often get people ask us for recommendations for the ambassadors. So what's the deadline for applying to be part of the upcoming Watershed Ambassador Program for the coming year? Well, since orientation will start September 8th, the time is getting a bit short, and we do have a lot of applications still coming in. But again, that fit between the location where they live and how close they are to that host agency, we do have a couple of openings still. So we're hoping that we'll get people to continue to apply and that we can you know, get everybody on board before orientation starts in September someone wants to apply, where should they go? I can't quote you the exact website, but, but it we is will put that Maricard. On the, we'll yeah, put, put the it website up there. on our description Right, you can go through. You can go the long way. You can go through the DEP website and then go through the Division of Water, and then there's a specific link for AmeriCorps, and then that'll take you to our recruitment page. We also have a Facebook page, and that will get you there as well. It'll give you all the instructions you need. You need to go through the AmeriCorps website. But if anyone's in doubt, they should just get in touch with me directly and I, you know, help them through it. And we'll have all those links up with the description of this podcast when it is posted. Well, Kathy, this sounds like a really exciting program with uh, a lot of benefits, uh, not only to the people who participate as the Watershed Ambassadors, but to DEP, to all the students and the members of the public that learn from the presentations that the Ambassadors give, and ultimately... The ultimate beneficiary are New Jersey's waterways, which benefit from the work that's going on here with the Watershed Ambassadors. So I really appreciate your taking some time out of your busy day at what is a very busy time of year for you uh, to speak with our listeners a little bit about the Watershed Ambassador Program. 
Thank you. I'm very happy to share. Like I said, it's a great group, and we're looking forward to the, the upcoming year, and I would encourage people that are in the least bit interested, please look into it. Apply, or if you're, you're not going to be a watershed ambassador, you could certainly attend an event and get involved in your community. Based on the statistics you just shared with us, this incoming group of watershed ambassadors really has a high bar that has been set by the group that has just concluded. But I'm sure with the leadership of you and everyone else who's involved in this program, they will meet and exceed uh, this year's uh, results and uh, take us on to even better results in the year ahead. Here, here. So, so thanks again. <laughs> I agree. Thanks for listening to Discover DEP. If you have comments on the podcast or ideas for future podcast topics, please email us at podcast at dep.nj.gov. Enjoy the rest of your day.